Let's get ready to grumble on this good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to our 46th episode of the Good Morning Guys podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on this fine morning, afternoon, evening, or night as we continue discussing the game of life amidst the other games we love to watch and play. I'm one of your hosts, the Brazilian Mountaineer and Transition Ninja, Lucas Ham Swisher, coming at you live from Fort Wayne, Indiana, while hanging out with Jesus at Liberty Mills Church of the Nazarene. With me also, the judge, the jury, the executioner of fake news and spoilers, Patrick Novacell, who's coming at you live from Cincinnati, Ohio. So are you are you podcasting in a church right now? I am literally podcasting in a church. Nice. Right now, my friend. I'm so are sure you in the like uh, minister's the office? No, I'm I'm in the boardroom where the large picture of Jesus hangs on the wall. Yep, lily white Jesus. People. How big do you yep. think that picture is? Is that like 34 by 55 feet? <laughs> yes, give or <laughs> take a few. Huge. Give or take a few feet. <laughs> his his head alone is like a length of probably four of my hands. <laughs> so it's it's large and in charge. Uh, also with us, the final member of the GMG Quadfecta, because our third member is not with us, which we'll talk about in a moment, the man with music in his heart, Doctor Who on his brain, and La Coretta in his stomach, a Mark Boucher coming at you from Lynchburg, Virginia. I can't help but when I see that picture of that particular style of, of you know, the portrait of Jesus or whatever, it just right. makes me think of there's these videos where they like overdubbed um, like these really old Jesus movies, and they made Jesus sound all like prissy sounding, like, "Oh, my name's Jesus." <laughs> I, I. That's interesting. <laughs> I walked on water. I think I can walk to the door. <laughs> what? This sounds so it's, awesome. It's quite possible that you just ruined that picture of Jesus for me. Not that I, not that I ever thought that it was an accurate picture of Jesus, but you know. Now you added the voice. So now... <laughs> You'd be looking at that picture from now on like, okay, so okay. what do I want to have to eat today? The before so thou, except after thine. Uh... <laughs> wow, folks, if this is your first time joining us, this is the most irreverent <laughs> we have been on the show, perhaps. I'm not sure. You might have to listen back to our 45 other episodes and see if that's true. If it's not your first time joining us, well, you probably already know how irreverent we can be or have been or are being right now. Anyone confused yet? I know I am. What Anyways. is the definition of irreverent? Irreverent, where you take something sacred and you treat it as something common. That's, got it. I just made that up. I'm not sure. <laughs> it's definition. where you take something reverent and put an ear in front of it. <laughs> I accept that backup definition. That <laughs> definition's not right. <laughs> All right, guys, before we get into what's new news, I wanted to have a uh, quick little GMG community cordery and another apology edition. I almost landed that one, but I messed it up right I can now. just like see oh, a well, rainbow just enough. like going across the screen <laughs> yeah, when you say that. Bring. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, in one of our most recent written reviews, I think I mentioned it last week from TTV Big G Red, 
which I totally messed that up because it's supposed to be TTV Big Red. He just put two Gs with big for some reason. Oh. Uh, I realized and learned this week that it was my cousin who wrote that review. Oh. <laughs> uh, and I had, and I just, it didn't click until a couple days after we recorded the podcast. He was at my little family reunion at my grandma's house in the Toledo, Perrysburg area a couple weeks ago. And uh, he told me recently, once I confirmed that it was him, so the reason for the TTV is that's Twitch TV. Yeah. And then his name on Twitch is Big Red with two Gs. Okay. So that's the connection. He wrote us that nice little simple straight to the point review. But I found out today that he's actually listened after less than two weeks, I think. He's already listened to like 10 of our episodes. Nice. And he said he will continue to listen whenever he can. He really enjoys it. Uh, He loves the mix of gaming and real life and random topics that we have going on. So shout out to my cousin Brent in Florida. He is a lover of games like us and also is one of my newest Exploding Kittens converts. Nice. Shout out to Big G. Yeah, Big big G Red. (laughs) Thanks for your review, your love, and your listens, cousin. Uh, Also, an apology to some of our listeners who wrote in last week. Uh, we were not able to get through all of uh, our their, your questions, mainly because Ronnie could not stop talking about the Power Rangers and them fighting Voltron. <laughs> so with that being said, since Ronnie is not here with us to defend himself, uh, you're just going to have to go with that truth. Which, speaking of Ronnie, oh no, we'll wait. We'll wait for speaking of Ronnie. So, Mark, did you have any questions to share with us to kind of make sure we covered all of our bases? Uh, we do have a few that we missed here. Um, so the first one off is from Mr. Travis Popsicle. He asked the question, stupidest thing that you have ever done that you wish you hadn't? And go. Gosh. I, sh- Jeez, I really should have looked start? at these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I really should have looked at these questions before I told you to ask them. There was one time when, uh, you know, like back in high school, uh, you know, I was a, I was a punk. I was a punk. A really big a, punk. Were you a punk? Uh, What'd you so, do, punk? Uh, you remember? Remember you telling you how I stole a like a mailbox and I gave it to one of my buddies. So yeah, I stuff like that. So that, yes. there was, you know, we, you know, like uh, there was one time we were on a bridge, and I think I was like seventeen at the time, and we had eggs in our hands, in our possession, and. <laughs> A car had driven, you know, like the, the, uh, there was a highway underneath this bridge and the, a car was coming through and passed under the bridge. And as it passed under the bridge, we threw an egg at this car going 65 miles an hour. Oh my gosh. No <laughs> that can no, do some damage. In, in our minds, we're like, oh, this is just an egg. This is oh, just no. going to plop. You know, this is. It's not going to be anything, you know, it's, it's harmless, you know, like we're 17, you know, <laughs> you sounded like a, to uh, us. <laughs> you sounded like Mario. It's harmless. <laughs> what can it do? It can't yeah. hurt anyone. So, uh, yeah, so we, we throw it and it sounded to us like this egg went straight through the windshield. That's oh the gosh. sound no. that it made. We, it was dark. It was like 10 o'clock at night. It was super dark. So we couldn't tell. But they had thrown on their hazards and and gone off onto the shoulder, and we had left. Um, and we were we were like, "What kind of idiots did we? What what did we just do?" 
And I'm just thinking like in my mind, like there's that, that guy or that, that woman that's driving, like what did, were they able to realize what had hit them at that time? You think they could tell it was like an egg? I don't, I'm, I'm, I couldn't, I'm not, I'm not sure. Uh, but I can only imagine they got out of the car and like, Oh, those punks. Yeah, but, but they were that calm. They all yes, sounded all. like Dirty Harry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I wish I could have taken that back because that was dumb. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. Oh, I have Mark, one. In what my, you got? I have one in my mind. I just don't know if I want to share it. <laughs> I almost killed a dude. You can you can share it. I almost uh, killed a dude with an egg to the face. Okay, I'm gonna share it, and please don't judge me. Even though you're totally judging me right now. Right. Uh, so in my in my youth, in high school, um, I I at one point attempted to park with a girl. And, and I'll let you figure out what that means. Purple alert. Purple alert. Yeah. Purple alert. Purple. Dang my, it. I can't say that word right. Purple, purple alert, alert. Purple alert. Purple alert. No purpling. My my relationship with with Jesus was not as strong as it could have been at that point. Um, I just confirmed with Jesus that is very true. He told me. <laughs> you know, it looks like Jesus is the way that you have it set up right now. It looks like Jesus is staring at you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, I <laughs> I uh, attempted to park with a girl down this like it was like a a dirt road i guess that had it was kind of like a dead end road and i was driving my mom's toyota tercel now if you know what a toyota tercel is that's a babe magnet yo totally it's a (laughs) it's a it's a dinky little car (laughs) so um at this point i think it had to have been like February or something like that. And so Maybe there was, it's cold outside. Yeah, it was cold and, and there was still snow on the ground. And the way that things were situated, um, I was trying to go as far as I could down the dirt road to get close to the dead end. And I drove over the snow mound that I saw there and in doing so got stuck over the snowbound into the into a ditch. It was like a, a trench kind of sort of thing that oh, I had no. driven into and I tried to back up and I couldn't. I couldn't get out. So here's my mom's car while I'm doing something that I totally shouldn't be doing. Um and the back end of her car is sticking up in the air. Now, at this point, I don't know what to do because, uh, you know, I can't get the car out. And I, I'm going to have to basically tell my mom that I was somewhere where I shouldn't have been. And, um, yeah, so I had to call my mom. I had to call my my uh, my girlfriend at the time. Had to call her dad. Mm. And her dad paid for this um i guess this wench of some type to be able (laughs) Mm -hmm. to to pull the car up out of the um out of the ditch because my mom refused to pay for it um and Mm -hmm. i didn't know what else to do so 
yeah. <laughs> that's that's the dumbest thing that I have ever done that I wish what? I had not. Jeez. <laughs> well, I feel like in the past 10 months of podcasting, I feel like this question has come up more than I care to share. And like Patrick, and I think Mark would probably say, we have a laundry list. It's just sometimes a matter of like thinking of the right one or remembering or making sure we don't repeat ourselves. So <clears throat> for the sake of not repeating myself, the first one that came to mind, I actually shared on the Delvin Cox experience, uh, but I won't share that one again. You can listen to episode Was that something. that story? Yeah, that's the poop story. <laughs> Most of my stupid things have to do with poop. But um, so, so um, the stupid thing that came to mind was that, um, and this is kind of this is this kind of has relation to what what I did last week when I shared about going to camp. Um, one of the very first times that my parents let me actually drive to camp, I I took my sister with me, and um, truth be told. I actually did not remember the way to camp because I had this practice that maybe some of you had. Anytime you rode with someone on a long trip, um, maybe like me, you would fall asleep most of the time. And that's what I did. Uh, anytime I'd go on a long trip with my family, a couple hours, um, usually I just fell asleep. And I, don't, I never paid attention where we were going. And so when my parents told me what to do, um, I had some idea cause you know, you wake up from time to time when you're sleeping in a car and you see some of your surroundings and that kind of stuff. So they said, you need to take uh, route 79. It's an interstate. Very easy. You just take route 79 and then you hit, uh, a route called 19. And so I, I drove to the town. It was like a town 20 minutes away that had route 79. And I got in the lane to turn onto route 79, but I just stayed in that lane. Like it turned left to go into Route 79, but I just kept going straight thinking, well, the sign said I was on Route 79 and if I just stay on in this left lane, I'm going to get there eventually. Well, I was actually on Route 50 Oh! and I followed Route 50 for an hour and a half. And while I was on Route 50, even though I was in doubt, I looked around and I was like, well, this looks similar. So there's some hills, there's some trees, which is most of West Virginia. And... <laughs> Can't confirm. I thought, this this is the right way. And I got to uh, the city of Parkersburg, which is pretty much like pretty far west in West Virginia. And it is not, Summersville is south, by the way, uh, if you don't know your West Virginia geography very well. And so I got an hour and a half down and I knew I was not in the right place. I called my parents and they started laughing, of course. They said, Lucas, you went the totally wrong direction. Instead of going south, you went west. And so I had to turn around an hour and a half to get back to the town that had Route 79. And then I drove and hit uh, Interstate 79 and then eventually got to uh, Summersville, West Virginia, where camp was only about three hours late. And so that was a dumb thing that I did where I did not pay attention. So the lesson here, folks, kids, teenagers, if your parents drive somewhere, sometimes pay attention because there might be a day when you want to drive and they're going to let you fail and it's not going to be fun. All they all they need to do is use a GPS nowadays on their phone. Uh, you know what? You're Google right. Maps. That's true. Forget that. Just use GPS. Don't try to make up your own way like I did. The more you know. So, Mark, got any other questions for us? Oh, yes, I do. I do indeed. And so, Ash Ingram 
<laughs> she, she asked, uh, what's in your fridge right now? Well, I can answer that one. I have no idea. <laughs> I won't know for the next two months. Uh, Good point. It's see. in Brazil, and I am in the United States. Uh, we have milk, orange juice, sweet tea, uh, vegetables, fruit, yogurt, uh, let's see, cheese, ham, turkey, salad, lettuce, all that stuff. We have Long John Silver's tartar sauce. We have <laughs> a McDonald's lifetime supply, sweets. no less. <laughs> What's that? A lifetime supply, no less. Yeah, uh, uh, it's just like the, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Every time I look, I need some tartar <laughs> sauce. I look in there. Oh yeah. Um, Thanks, LGS. <laughs> yeah. I used to have beer in there. That's all gone. Womp womp. <laughs> womp womp. Womp. Jeez, Clark, you need to get it together. <laughs> I know. That lush. He's got a cut back. <laughs> Mark, how about you? A lot of things we need to throw out. <laughs> we need to nice. clean out our fridge pretty bad. Um, Aged but cheese in the form of a milk carton. Wouldn't, wouldn't Cottage doubt cheese it. in a carton. I wouldn't doubt <laughs> it. Uh, uh, and the funny thing is, Ash actually posted a picture of her, her the inside of her fridge, and there is absolutely no way I would want to post a picture of the inside of my fridge. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, I saw the picture of Ash and Groom and, of her fridge, and she had almond milk. Do you guys drink almond milk? I've I never just, had it before. I just had some today in my coffee because there was no other milk, and I like, I'm one of the non-purists for coffee, and I like milk in my coffee, and I tried it. It wasn't bad, but okay. it does taste like, it tastes like literally like liquid almonds. So mm. if you if you like almonds, good. If you do not... Then okay. uh, you're what about you, Mark? Have you ever it. had that before? Almond milk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had mm-hmm. almond milk before. You prefer? Yeah. You prefer it? Um, no, I would probably drink, still drink regular milk, um, but I don't mind drinking almond milk. Um, especially like I think my stepmom used to buy um vanilla almond milk, and that was really good. Hmm. Um, hmm. that sounds right. good. I like anything with vanilla. I'm gonna so try. good. Yep. Mark, Mark, I want to ask, uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being Ash Ingram's refrigerator, 1 being the refrigerator in Minority Report, that, uh, do you remember that refrigerator where Tom I, Cruise is trying to find his eyeballs? I, I don't. <laughs> or, or he's, I don't he's trying that. to find, oh, you don't remember that? He's looking for a sandwich, and actually he's looking for food in the refrigerator, and the doctor puts like a fresh sandwich and fresh milk in it, but he can't see. Are you trying to compare Mark's fridge to a pair of eyeballs in a no, fridge? No, there weren't eyeballs in the fridge. He's His eyeballs were, like, he had to switch eyeballs so he wouldn't get uh, in trouble. Where was his eyeballs? They, were, he got, they got replaced. In this so fridge? He, I misspoke. There were no <laughs> eyeballs in the fridge. There was actually in the, so let me, let's backpedal here. You can edit this out, Patrick, because you he won't. won't. Um, <laughs> In the refrigerator was supposed to be a fresh glass of milk and a sandwich for uh, Tom Cruise's character Minority Report, um, but he couldn't see because he had his eye—he had an eyeball transplant—and you know that happens all the time. 
Of course. And so he reaches in and he inadvertently knocks down the fresh milk and the and avoids the fresh sandwich. And instead, he gra- grabs some green milk and a green sandwich that is green from being like rotten. And he grabs it and starts to drink and throws up. And then he tries to eat the sandwich and throws up. And then he abandons all hope of having a good meal. And then I just uh, threw up in my mouth a little yeah. bit. So <gasps> I say all that to say, how would you compare your refrigerator? One to ten. Go. Four. Okay. I would like a picture to prove that it's a four. Thank you. You're not getting one. You're welcome. Oh, fine. <laughs> Thank I'm going to drive down to West Virginia. Or Virginia. I don't want to get there. I mean, I'm you can drive, drive to West Virginia. So, you just not drive down 50 fridge. and I'm going to... Yeah, yeah, don't get lost like me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. What else you got for us? Okay. Um, shoot, lost my place. Okay, there we go. Um, so, Ash also... Being the Scott that she is, okay, um, sent us a a sort of a pie chart um, of words that non Scots, and I can't even say this Can-a, word. Can I say properly? Can I? Can I say properly? <laughs> I think I think that's what it is. Can I say properly? Can it do it? Okay, so, and I just have to apologize right now, not only to Ash Michelle. But to all of Scotland, yes. for what is about to happen. Okay, can I start? Go for we'll just go, it. Are we just we'll going to go, go in like a circular pattern here? Yeah, cl- clockwise. Well, it's a pie chart, of course. It's circle. We're all right. Go we'll th- clockwise. Ready? So I'm going to go first. Okay, you go first. All right. That's the first one. What? Did you hear lock. me? Yeah, lock? Lach. No, it's not lock. It's oh. lach. It's lock. You need, you need more phlegm in it. All right. Lach. <laughs> all right, I'll go. I'll do the next one. Uh, uh, Brock. Really, that's it. There are so many more syllables there. <laughs> so, there are so many more syllables. It's, Can I buy a vowel, please? Tina Brock. Nah, I don't know. All right, Mark, okay. Next one. So I'm doing the one after that one. Yeah. yeah. Um. Wow. Just say it. Just say it. <laughs> Spit it out. Drum the drocket. Oh, that I think that sounds pretty good. Oh, it's probably that did sound totally good. wrong. What is what? Are, I, I need the definitions the of these. Yeah, are I we saying too. like cuss words or what is on here? <laughs> let's, yeah, let's, these let's, are places. I'm pretty Mark, sure. Mark, put it in a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an expletive. Ah, drum the rocket. Ah, see when you do it like that, it sounds even more authentic. All right, I'm next. Ah, crikey, I slipped and hit my buna hubbin. <laughs> Uh, honey, right, uh, come get my milm gavy. And <laughs> wow! <in> the fridge. <laughs> come get my milm gavy. Oh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say the this weather outside that we're having is total drink. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the other day I got lost driving down Sashi Hall Street. <laughs> Sashi Hall. Uh, so, I got <laughs> I got an appointment next week for an Octor Mukti. <laughs> Octor <Doctor> Mukti. <laughs> Hello, I am Doctor Octor Mukti. Mukti, how can I help you today? I got this big, huge Octor Mukti sticking <laughs> out. <laughs> you take a Stick. look at that, Mister Drake. <laughs> yep. Oh gosh! And finally, Edinburgh. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's how you say it. You sound like Edinburgh. No, Edinburgh. Okay. I, there's actually one more. Uh, oh. You know what? You know what I love to eat is fresh hogmany. Just <laughs> slap it between bread. Slather some mayonnaise on that. Mm. Hogmany. It's yummy. She just smiled and gave me a Vegemite sandwich. Okay. All right. There you go. <laughs> All right, tell us how we did, Ashley Michelle. We have a zero percent, zero percent, not point five percent. F plus, F plus. I'll take it. Take the plus. <laughs> oh gosh, that's horrible. All right, laddie, you got anything else for us? Uh, I think that is it. Okay. Well, you know what? We appreciate you, our fair listeners, for your patience, Travis, Ashley, Michelle. Though you had doubts. You faithfully waited for us to read your questions. Speaking of faithful listeners, another one of them, a Caleb Dye from Oklahoma. He's actually one of my student missionaries from this past May and June. He wrote me personally and said, Hey man, I just want you to know, I just got back from kids camp where the 10-year-old campers were actively using the word purple to describe the mixing of boys and girls. That is way too young, Caleb, for kids to be talking about purple. Wait, what grade was I? How old? I think ten-year-old campers. Sadly, mm. sadly, it's it's getting younger and younger. Unfortunately, yeah. you got to watch out. But he said that uh, his friend Megan, who was another student missionary that was with the group, uh, she and her girls came in the dorm and they yelled, "Purple! No purple! No purple!" So I don't for this purple thing. It it's, it's a fair. thing. It's a thing. Caleb, thank you for sharing that with us. Shout outs to our summer episode where we talked about purple, right? Yeah. Yep. Our so colors here. episode. Our colors, yes. We talked <laughs> yes. about all colors and what they mean. <laughs> Fantastic. Check it out. Um, so with that, let's jump right into what's new news, starting with a Mark Boucher. Tell us something a good. Something a good? A good? I can no, tell you something. Tell us good. something, uh, Titan Flappin. <laughs> Titan Flappin. <laughs> I need to work out. <laughs> My body's feeling Titan Flappin. Well, I had plenty of hog many this week. Oh, did you? Yeah. It was At La Coretta? Yep. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was great for sure. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> um, nothing too crazy out of the ordinary during the week. Um, other than continuing to visit my dad, uh, in the hospital, um, who yeah. is making progress. That's um, good. He's able to move his arms and stuff on his own and, and feed himself. And, um, with some assistance, he got up and actually walked today. Um, so that was a big thing. Um, and he actually got moved from the ICU to a step down unit, uh, today. So... That's progress for we're, sure. We're going in the Good. right direction Good. for sure. Um, Saturday was insane, and I'll explain to you why it was insane. Let's hear it. Um, I took, um, as, as some of you may know, I am a youth leader at um, our church, um, and I took the youth group to a place called King's Dominion, which is uh, it's a theme park. It's actually um, owned by the same people who own Kings Island, yep. uh, which is up in Cincinnati, where we all went for 
you know, when we joined up together. Um, it's owned by Cedar Fair. Um, and so uh, I took the youth group. We had about 17 people that went on this trip. And the thing about this is normally it wouldn't be a big deal. It's a fun time. All the kids enjoy it. But it was literally the hottest day of the year. Um, the heat index was 106. Um, Whoa. <laughs> Man. Did you guys hit up toasty. the water park? Or just like sit, un- sit under like uh, one of those spray fans? They didn't have the spray fans. I didn't see any of those out. I was I was oh, surprised. Yeah, yeah, totally totally fired. They had places where you could go under shade and stuff, but they didn't have any sort of spray. Um but yeah, it was it was absolutely atrocious. Um it was so hot. Um and we left uh we met up at the church. We left at about eight o'clock and got to uh the the park at about 10:30 or so and um basically i had told the kids you know starting out like listen it's going to be super hot and dangerous outside you know we're going to we're going to cut it off early today normally mm-hmm. we stay in the park until about 5 um and i'm like okay we're going to stay until 3 um just because it's it's just going to be super dangerous and i didn't want anybody getting sick um so I tried to stay in as many uh, air-conditioned buildings as I could, <laughs> um, just because um, I I absolutely can't stand the heat. Um, I am, you know, a New Englander, born and raised. I mm-hmm. absolutely love the cold weather. Um, I love snow, all that kind of stuff. I just ah, uh, I cannot stand the heat. So I I tried to stay inside as much as possible while remaining a responsible youth leader and trying to spend time with the kids um, as much as possible. About three o'clock we met up again and, and you know, we were talking to some of the parents that were chaperoning and stuff. And they said, yeah, so the kids haven't been able to get on a lot of the rides that they've wanted to, because I guess the lines, there were still plenty of people that showed up um, that day, even though it was so hot. But they're like, yeah, unfortunately, they just haven't been able to get on all the rides they wanted to. Um, so let's see at 3 o'clock, see how they're doing, and see how we feel, and we'll go from there. Um, well, 3 o'clock rolls around, and we meet up, and most of the kids are like, oh, yeah, we're fine. We're okay. Um, my wife, Kristen, was not feeling very well, and one other student was not feeling very well. Um, and so... Ultimately, I was like, well, I'm not going to continue to submit them to this type of weather. So I was like, no, we need to just go ahead and call it. Um, and then one of the uh, the parents were like, well, tell you what, if you want to go ahead and take those people who aren't feeling well home, then um, we'll just go ahead and stay and, and we'll be we'll be responsible. And. You know, I felt bad at first just because, you know, I felt like I was just kind of giving up um, on on the rest of the group and kind of, you know, shrugging off my responsibilities um, to, you know, be a part of the youth group for the rest of the day. But, mm-hmm. sure, um, you know, these parents, they're awesome. They were just like, you know, like as long as you're, you guys are okay with it, um, you're like, yeah, no, no problem. Um, go ahead and take 
Whoever needs to go home, home, and we'll stay with the rest of the kids. Um, so they stayed until about 5.30. Um, so they are troopers for that because I, I just I couldn't handle it anymore. Right. It was so, so hot. Um, but uh, ended up taking those people home. Um, you know, Kristen and the, the other girls, they're feeling better now. Um, but overall, I mean, it was still a, a good time. And the kids all had fun, and that's the biggest, the biggest takeaway from it for sure. Yeah. Um. And so that was honestly the biggest thing that happened, uh, during the week, and then obviously more and more Apex for sure. But that's pretty much yeah. my week. Well, I do have one more thing that I'm pretty excited about. So, y'all know about exploding kittens. I've I've converted I, one of you recently. You have. <laughs> We're still working on Patrick. He's what a hard shell to crack. Exploding kittens. <laughs> I haven't played that before. I <laughs> don't believe you. I do believe that he. Doesn't I don't remember, remember playing very it. much. <laughs> that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, true. Um, so the makers of Exploding Kittens, they are a group called the Oatmeal. Don't ask why they're called that because I don't know. Why are they called um, the Oatmeal? I don't know. Told you not Please to Please tell ask me they're that. coming up with vomiting kittens. No. Yes. That'd oh, be vomiting this, cats. This that would been... be perfect. Oh. No, no. Even better. Even better than vomiting cats? Yes. Flying kittens. They have combined a card game with dodgeball to create a game called Throw Throw Burrito. And it's basically... You know, I feel like this, you mentioned this before. Have yeah, you mentioned this? I, I yeah. probably did. Uh, and I was like, and I said, you throw cards at people? <laughs> no, no. They have these like, you know, like a, you know, the stress balls, that type of material, that rubbery kind of material. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. Okay. Well, they make these, these like, they've, they're burritos and they have little faces on them. Um, and you're supposed to throw those. And, okay. um. Hot potato? Yeah, basically. Except you're playing dodgeball with them. Because there are cards in the deck that basically you have to... You either have to do like a burrito duel or burrito war. So you have to do different things with throwing the burritos at each other. All do you while get like trying- a throw in the face card? Because <laughs> I want to get that one. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> um, you could probably be pretty li- liberal with... Um, with you know some of the the burrito cards to where you could throw it in the in someone's face and they're really soft. Do you so know that, that burrito big. is Spanish for little donkey? No, and I will never look at the at a burrito the same way ever again. So every time you eat a burrito, you're eating a little donkey, and when you throw burritos <laughs> at people's faces, that's a little donkey to their face. In the eyes of the wreckage, <laughs> the more you know. Um, yeah, so basically it's a card game where you're trying to get pears. I mean, not pears. Um, Apples. Yeah. Plums. Yes. <laughs> no, pears. P-A-I-R-S. Oh, pears. right. Sorry. <laughs> Wrong fruit. Um, yeah, you're trying to get pears, and while you're doing that, you end up drawing cards to where you have to throw these like soft burrito toys little at donkeys. each other. Mm-hmm. Yes, these little donkeys at each other. Um and it looks like a lot of fun, and I happened to get my hands on the prototype copy of Throw Throw Burrito. 
What did you break in? Like the people are going to break in Area Fifty One. You know oatmeal? No, I don't. <clears throat> but I do know eBay, <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, that's how I got it. Um, it was part of their Kickstarter campaign. Basically, they one of the things that they gave out as an incentive was the prototype of the game, where instead of like the cool looking like um, burrito with the little face on it and that kind of stuff. It literally looks like a stress ball in the shape of a burrito, and it literally says on it, I am a burrito. (laughs) And, you know, some of the cards aren't, you know, completely colored and stuff like that, and they've changed some things in between when they released the prototype and to the final retail copy. So I got the prototype copy, um, and so I have not played it yet, but I'm excited to be able to play this new game because... I absolutely love Exploding Kittens, so I trust that this game will be just as much fun. Who wouldn't love tossing little burritos? I mean, that sounds like a magical game. Tossing little donkeys. Oh, yeah, little donkeys. Man, I messed that up. That's what I meant. (laughs) But that is pretty much my week. Patrick. Yes. How was your week? Uh, Week was good. Uh, Big thing of note last uh, this past week is... We had Clark's fifth birthday party. Uh, we had it at a bowling alley, and this was our first uh, destination birthday party for any for both of our kids. You know, like in the past, it was just at the house, um, and uh, so we were this this year. We we wanted to take them to a place where like there's an activity, um, and to where we didn't have to worry about cleaning the house. Uh, getting everything ready or cleaning up afterwards. Uh, so we went bowling and uh, we ordered pizza and drinks and all that stuff. So all that was taken care of. Uh, so it was uh, Clark and uh, like 10 other kids um, at the bowling alley. And we had gotten there first and we were just like testing things out. You know, Clark had maybe bowled once before. Um, and so we got out one of those ramps you know, like the ramps you hold up and then it just goes yep. all the way down the ramp and down just the aisle. Just let it go. Yeah. Uh, so we uh, did that. Um, and he, he, you know, got one of the six pound balls, threw it down there. It went uh, it went down the uh, the alley maybe, maybe seven miles an hour. And then oh. with those six pound balls, once it hits those pins, it just like kind of like just like touches it and then goes off to the side yeah it's not like a 16 pound ball that like knocks him over and goes through him um but so so like the first ball went down there he got nine pins and then he and then we moved the ramp over to the side and it went all the way down the aisle and he got a spare in his first uh the first frame and i was like this is this is this is good this is good you know like clark was pumped he was jumping up and down he's a natural (laughs) and Clark, he, he's he's five, and then we have some some younger kids, and we have some older kids, and and some of the younger kids had never been to apparently to a bowling alley before. Um, so you know, like the the ball return uh, yeah. s- machine that is oh, right yeah. up uh, where you bowl. So uh, one of the no nos is uh, don't put your hand in there. Oh no, <laughs> no no. So what did they do? <laughs> so it's like I mean, yeah, obviously it's a hole. There's a sound coming out of it. Let's put our hand in there. Uh, no, no kid put their hand all the way in there, but they were told multiple times, "Get your hand away from there." Get your hands out of that punk. Yeah. <laughs> Get your hands I will out say of that though, like punk. I don't know if it's set up anything like 
like real person, like not real person, but like adult fake um, people. Yep. Yep, that's it. Tiny um, donkeys. Adult <laughs> adult bowling, but like you know how like the ball return like there's like a certain spot where it's got the air that blows out. Yeah. Um yes. to where you can like dry off your hand and that kind uh-huh. of stuff if you're sweaty and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Did it have anything the like worst. that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but the but yeah, it was a good time. Uh, the kids had a blast. Clark had an absolute blast. Um, yeah, it was good. Uh, Lucas, have you, when you have your birthday parties, have you ever taken them to like a place, like a play place or anything for their birthday party, or a picnic or an area? It's always been at, at someone's house. Um, let me reach back into the recesses of. The many years that my children have been alive. I want to say a majority of them have been in-house. Um, so in Brazil, there are a number of little Chuck E. Cheese-like places that you can rent for thousands of dollars. Oh my <laughs> it's goodness. Like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> like, Jeez. You can't, it's not like Chuck E. Cheese where you can just go in and rent some tables or you know buy some pizza and stay in a certain area. It's either rent the entire facility or do not rent the entire facility uh, brazilian pretty- chuck e cheese where a kid can be a kid for a price <laughs> yeah, and adults exactly. could be broke as long as you sell your firstborn your secondborn can have a party here um <laughs> man i'm blanking about i know we've i know we've had him at the house a number of times but i'm afraid you asked me too quickly i tell you I what cannot, i tell you what remember. It, it was tell me. it was phenomenal I'm sure it was. Uh, not having to fun. worry about setting up, getting yes. things ready, getting getting into the attic or the basement that. or storage and getting everything all set up and, and out and presentable. You know, it was it was all done by this bowling alley. And you know, like we just ordered some pizzas, had those delivered, they provided drinks and it was it was it was really, really easy. We didn't have to like after the party, we came home and played with Clark's toys. Whereas if we had it at our house we were like, okay, let's clean up first, and then let's open your toys, kind of thing. So it was, mm. uh, it, it worked out. It was, it was very eye-opening. I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I ever want to have a birthday party at my house again. It's got to be somewhere else. Yeah, that you're kind of stirring some of my creative juices. So I'm pretty sure we've always had our birthday parties in a house for our kids. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to trick someone in our church or friends and be like, hey, let's have the birthday party at your house. <laughs> and then when the birthday party's over, we just leave. We don't even help clean up or anything. That yeah, would be fun. It would be. Just give them like 50 bucks. Like, all right, here you go. Here or you 50 go. Or euros or 50 ru- yep. rupees. What do you have? Yep. Rupees. We definitely have rupees, <laughs> just like the Russians and the Zelda? Legend of Zelda. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I usually I just run around looking shrubs. for jars. Yeah, and cutting down shrubbery <laughs> to get rupees to pay people for birthday parties. Yep. Huh? Yep. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So that we did that. On the gaming front, like Mark said, Apex Legends. Apex Legends this past week has been my best week of my Apex career, if you want to call it a career. So when in, uh, from February to, like, July, I had gotten, like, 14. No, 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 no. Uh, 11 wins. Yes, 11 wins. And this past week, 16 wins what? this past week. Nice 16. work. Good yeah. work, man. 
Um, there, it's more I, than I got two a day. I got two in a row one time. I was the I was the champion, uh, and then I won. Then I won that match, um, and then I played with Eric Eastep, Bengalman 09 one night, and we had gotten three wins out of maybe like five games, and then we got another one uh, that night. Um, I yeah, it was just like it was just one of those things. Like if I felt like every time I got into a game, I was supposed to win. So yeah, it ended up being pretty good. Pretty good. Um, other than that, I played this new game called 1980X. It is like an 8-bit style game uh, where it was like it, it, it was a 70-minute game, and uh, it is made by this uh, studio, High, High Bit Studios, and you are this like teenage girl who doesn't really fit in to anything in high school, so she's trying to find. Um, ways to fit in or find the right crowd right group or, or something that she really enjoys and she finds this arcade uh like store room um in the outskirts of town and she uh she finds like she plays five games and you play those five games and they're, they look like they're like galaga um outrun some sort of like dungeon game um and a shinobi ninja gaiden type of game uh streets of rage type of game uh, you play all through those, and as those as you play those, like there's a narrative that is happening, and she's realizing that uh, this is her calling. She's hmm. she is uh, she 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 like when she's in high school, they say like once you reach high school, you get put into like the jocks or the preps or the nerds, and right. she has no idea where she fit in. Um, and now she knows where she fits in. Um, she loves games and she wants to be around games all the time. Hmm. It was, and it spoke to me cause that's like, that's kind of like what I was. I was like, when I was, when I was young, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like I, I was homeschooled for like six years. I'm like, I don't know where I fit in, but I know that games draw me in. Hmm. I'm able to like immerse myself in a whole different world and, uh, become like she said, like you can be like a bug collector in the morning and a bank robber at night. And that's what games do to you. And I was like, ah, oh, man, this is this speaks to me. Nice. So it was pretty cool. cool. Hmm. It was ten bucks. You know, seventy minutes. It was a short game, but I had a good time. Uh, but the biggest game I played this past week is called Power Rangers. Uh, Beats of Power, I believe. Beats, Beats of, power? of Power. Beats. Is this of like a power? Is this so, like a music uh, rhythm game or something? No. So there is it's a fan-made game. Oh, no. And they have taken all like the 1990s like Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo games, like the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers game from Super Nintendo, the right. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers the movie game on Super Nintendo, and then Trash. the Power Rangers movie game from Sega Genesis. And he took like the best of all three of those and made it into one game. He added like video clips from the tv show added audio clips from the tv show Hmm. um and it was just it was it was awesome um and it was all done by just like uh this one dude who wanted to make some sort of fan fan game i mean like you start out as like say you you can choose all of the power rangers um you know their teenage form and then once you beat all the putties you get to turn into you get to morph into a power ranger you beat all the what the putties, 
What's like a the, putty? Uh, the grunts, the... They're called putties? Like, <laughs> like putty? Oh, yeah. I didn't yeah, know they are made out of clay like... or putty. Yeah, they're made out of uh, clay. Oh, okay. Made out of putty. <laughs> I forgot they made that sound. They sound like little turkeys. <laughs> That's awful. Uh, but it was cool. I mean, like, you, you would hilarious. turn into a Power Ranger, fight a right. boss. The boss gets bigger, and then you can choose your Dinozord, whether it was a Megazord Thunder Megazord, Dragon Zord, or White Tiger, and then you do that for like seven straight levels. Huh. Uh, it was really, really cool. It brought, brought you, back a lot of memories. It was free. Yeah, where'd you play this? Uh, on my on my laptop. PC. Yeah. Yeah, I just plugged in my Xbox controller. And I just played it. Huh. I saw you were playing it on uh, stream. Yeah, I was trying to stream it, but uh, it wasn't working at all. So I just stopped that after about a half hour and just continued to play it. So you think? Because it was a fan made, like it's not an official game. Maybe it I don't, wouldn't, didn't work. I don't know. I mean, like when I stream, it's like straight from the PS4, and it just works. Like streaming yeah. from my laptop, I don't. I've never done that before, oh, so okay. I don't sense. know if I was using the right settings or whatever. Um, but yeah, hmm. that was fun. Nice. Now, I feel like you're holding out on us because you mentioned earlier this week that you were playing another game. And I thought this was the perfect time for you to mention it because it is super nerdy. There's 15 of them officially, along with multiple branching off games. And Ronnie would have no idea what you're talking about if you talked about it. That is Final Fantasy 15. Oh, yes, that's right. I did start that. <laughs> yes, you I did. I totally forgot. Oh, my gosh. That is, you know, like... There's a reason why I haven't played Final Fantasy games before is because uh, they are super Japanese, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, like they are. If you did, you play Final Fantasy 15? Did you played, either of you play it? I, played, I tried. Like, did you okay, try? So I played like, like the beginning four hours of it. It looks like it looks like they're in like England, and there is just like this. He looks like a guy from uh, the Order 1886, and he's just like this like king, uh, and then. His son and his friends are all just like emo yeah. kids. I'm like, this doesn't look right. <laughs> and then they had that dialogue. Trip. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's like, Dad, I, I don't want to be around here. I'm going on my own. And then the dad's like, Well, son, heed my advice. I'm like, How are you related? How are you son and father? <laughs> <laughs> so like, they all they get they get in their uh, their car. And they're driving off into the West. It looks like the West. Uh, and they stop. They they um, they break down. So they pull into a like a repair garage. And the <laughs> there is a mechanic. And this mechanic is just like a wo- it's a woman dressed with Daisy Dukes, uh, just like cleavage showing. Yeah, I'm like this is the mechanic, and she's got like an Australian accent. Like, yeah. where are we? Where are we, guys? <laughs> what world is this? Uh, so he, so she's like, well, we're going uh, to take care of your car. Uh, why don't you go out and uh, fight these scorpions? I'm like, what in the world? <laughs> what is happening? I don't know where, where I am yet. So, um, so You are like, okay, everywhere so and nowhere at <laughs> the same time. Like, Hold on a second. Is this payment? Do I have to pay you? Or am I... Or is, or am I going to kill these scorpions and then I'm doing you a favor? Five like, large like, scorpion bodies. <laughs> I'll bring you back some scorpion bodies for, like, I don't know. 
It was weird. It was super weird. I so I played it for maybe an hour, and I was like, okay, I, I'm not sure if I can continue this because it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. You totally need to stream that because it sounds it's so it sounds crazy, like, like a, a dream, like I would have. Yeah, <laughs> it is crazy. None of it makes sense. I played four hours. I've played a lot of Final Fantasies. I've played like Final Fantasy uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, thirteen. And I started the first four hours of Final Fantasy 15. And the only reason I stopped is because uh, I knew it was a big time investment and I started doing other stuff. And But I played like four hours and I think I'm, I'm definitely going to go back and play through it because I own it now. Uh, someone gave it to me. I have the disc. And so I'm going to play through it someday. Um, but yeah, it's, it's totally Japanese. Um, I found the mechanics to kind of be different because you do a lot of button mashing, it feels like. I don't know how much you fought. Uh, Patrick, but yeah, I just you, fought you, scorpions and like just like a scorpion hybrid bear thing. I don't but, know, but I don't like when the animation's so long in a in a like a fighting mechanic that you don't feel like your button pressing matches with the fighting. Like I felt like I was mashing, but he wasn't moving to my mashing. Like if that okay. makes sense. Yeah. So I, get that. Yep. I didn't I didn't really like that so much, but I'm gonna go back and keep giving it a chance and see it through because I've heard the story's pretty good, entertaining. And uh, but very Japanese for sure. Yeah. So nice. That's it. So that's it. What about you, Lucas? Yes. Tell me. Tell us something good. I will do just that, Sir Patrick. But before I get into my what's new news, I want to give a quick shout out to a little known movie called Avengers Endgame that has officially taken down Avatar as the all-time top grossing movie by passing $2.79 billion in yes. worldwide sales. We love you, Avengers Endgame 3000. So shout out to Marvel and Disney. We know you're listening to the show and that uh, <laughs> you appreciate our shout out. But no, I just thought it was really cool. You know, Many shout out to us for making the obvious call that it would happen. But the part of the reason I bring it up is not just them passing the mark that we all thought was pretty obvious, um, I that thought was it was GMG guarantee. That was that's right. It was a GMG guarantee. But I thought it was crazy. Uh, how over the past month, so many news outlets and people online actually doubted that they were going to be able to do it. Um, and and there's even been people. I read an article today where someone uh, said, "Sure, they passed the literal uh, amount of money, but when you consider inflation, they're actually number five, holding the number one spot." With almost a billion more dollars in sales based on inflation, do you know what movie it is? Gone with the Wind. Yep. Gone yes, but that was when the there was the, I was the only movie for like sixteen years. <laughs> exactly. That's what I thought. I was like, really, you're going to compare with inflation and not even talk about the fact that there was like that was the only movie in that decade. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's ridiculous. <laughs> the fact that Avengers Endgame, amidst all the other movies going on. Still, it's still, I didn't see how many, it was like three months, right? So that was like, yeah. carry the four, like 12, 13 weeks. Yeah. Uh, that's like way less than what Avatar did. Now, that doesn't take away from Avatar. Avatar was a momentous movie, an experience, and it deserved its time in the sun. But guess what, folks? Move over, Blue And Avatar aliens. was more of a 3D movie, so they actually got more exactly. of those yep. sales than Avengers did. Yep. Yeah. There's um, a lot of factors into it, but yeah. You can't take away from what Avengers or Avatar did. I just thought it was funny that like 
uh, well, a couple things. First, first of all, the fact that they were like, "Oh yeah, now that Avatar, the the sequels are going to be coming, it's going to knock it, knock uh, Endgame right out of its spot." I'm like, "Really? I doubt <laughs> it. I doubt it." Yeah, because we're like what? GMG two, guarantee. We doubt it. <laughs> we're like ten <laughs> years off from the first one, right? Yeah. Um, I feel wasn't, like well, have, wasn't Avatar two supposed to come out like sixteen times since the, if the first one re- was released? Yeah, it's it's been it's insane. been delayed every year for the past twenty years. That's correct. Before the actual <laughs> Avatar was released, Avatar two was delayed. <laughs> that's how it, that's how time works. Um, Avatar two comes out before Avatar one. That's how they're gonna do it. They're changing <laughs> Hollywood. Nice. The other thing that was kind of crazy, and and my wife Kristen actually brought this up the other day. How crazy is it to be Zoe Saldana right now? Think about this. Yes. Because she is in the top two grossing movies of all time. She is the secret sauce. She is um, uh, Natiri. She's Natiri in in Avatar. And then, of course, she is Gamora in Avengers Endgame. And notice she's never a normal skin color. In Avatar, she's blue. In Endgame, she's green. She was so, also in the movie Crossroads with Britney Spears, so <laughs> doesn't always hit the mark. <laughs> well, okay, you got that one. Well, listen, she was not a girl, not yet a woman at that point. Oh. Oh, is that the secret? Yeah. <laughs> it was an oops. It's a deep pull. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's just it's crazy, and I'm super happy that somebody finally dethroned Avatar. And of all weekends to do it, it was on Comic-Con weekend, San Diego Comic-Con weekend. Perfect time to do it. Yep. Did you guys hear, and I don't know if there's an update to this since then. I don't can't remember. I don't think we talked about it on the show. But did you know there was a guy who watched Endgame 116 times? That's insane. In order to help. That's waste. In order to help, you know make the numbers go up for it to get grossing film. Do you think he really watched it all 116 times? Yes. It's quite possible. If you do that 116 times, I guarantee he watched it 116 times. He was doing his part for sure. You can't tell me that in the movies that you've watched multiple times that there weren't parts of the movie that you fell asleep to or got distracted with or whatever. Sure. at, At home. No, but I'm talking about in the theater. What's the movie you've watched in the theater the most? Uh... Shoot, I don't know. I've never heard of that movie. Shoot, I don't know. Can anyone Google that? (laughs) That movie, Shoot, I don't know. Usually when I go to the theater, I only see it like once or twice. Okay. What about you, Mark? Have you seen multiple times? I saw Power Rangers the movie uh, 72 times. Really, 72? Like the 90s version? Fake news. (laughs) (laughs) No, it was probably either The Force Awakens or... Probably Batman versus Superman were yeah. tied at like three times. And did you you paid attention a hundred percent of the time all every time you watched that movie? Um, I tried to look around for things that I missed. Okay. All right. Well, you're a Batman fanboy, so that doesn't count. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just well. kidding. <laughs> like I, mean, I watched, you're not wrong. I, I watched Avatar, I think, three times. I, I fed into it being the top grossing movie for so many years, but uh. 
I, I, many people that I've talked to that have watched movies like four and five times, I know a few people in Brazil that have, and every time they say there's always a portion where they fall asleep. So imagine watching 116 times. I just, he had to sleep through it a couple times. It's just, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anywho, uh, back to real life. I am now officially on my own in my missionary journey as my family has flown back to Sao Paulo as of this past Friday. Oh, so by myself. Sing it, Mark. You're you're just. It's exactly how I feel right now. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it is. I'm by myself, but I'm not by myself. I'm. I actually. Uh, uh, my family left, um, and and actually, they're they're. We've been doing pretty well so far in the four days that we've been apart, uh, keeping consistent contact with each other. I'm kind of an out of sight, out of mind kind of person. It's not that I don't love you. It's just when I can't see you, I forget you exist. I'm just kidding. So That's gonna, not how bad it is. You're going to forget your family? Yikes. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. But I have that personality where I just focus on the here and now, what's in front of me. And it's not that I don't think about the person or don't want to talk to the person. It's just I'm like, I'm just, I don't know. I just am very focused and in the moment. But I have I feel like we've done a good job at keeping in you know contact with each other. We've done a Skype call together. We've done some texting. My daughter, uh, I would say that I think it was yesterday. Or maybe in the past few days, at least a half a dozen times, she just writes, what are you doing right now? <laughs> I'm just like, I'm working. What I'm are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's also, she'll just type that. She'll just be like, what are you doing? I just want her to text me a picture of her, just of her eyeballs looking at me. That's what it feels like. Uh, but I've really, I've really enjoyed her, you know, writing me and, and keeping in good contact with the family. Uh, but after I dropped them off at the airport on Friday, I celebrated my temporary bachelorhood by hanging out with my buddy Tom and going to see his cover band called Humble and Kind play at a coffee shop in a nearby town in West Virginia. Nice. And uh, it was really cool. Super fun. Uh, got to see them them play live, sing along to some of the songs I knew, uh, and then also catch up with some friends that either I went to high school with or new from that area. It was really nice. And then after I got home from that, it was kind of late. But you know what? I was just like, you know, I really want to watch the Spider-Man movie. The Spider-Man movie into the Spider-Verse. Nice. And since On Netflix, right? Yeah, that's right. And that's partly why I watched it too is because Netflix in Brazil does not have into the Spider-Verse. And I was ready to just do a nice little bootleg downloading of that movie. But instead, I got to follow the law, not break it. And I watched Into the Spider-Verse uh, late Friday night. And uh, and I would say better late than never on that. And I loved it. I give it 9 out of 10 Spider-Man sweatpants. I like it. Yes. It's a very good mix of comic book craziness. It's got the Marvel heart and emotional storytelling that we're used to, uh, you know, Batman's never made me tear up, but little, little old Miles Morales, he most certainly got me to shed a tear. So yeah, there's that. It was good. I liked well, it a lot. That's I like you, it. I so. like it a lot. Uh, what was that, Mark? I said, well, that's you. So. <laughs> well, that's you. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. All right. No more jabs at Batman. I do like Batman as much as I'm just jabbing at you, Mark. You know, I love mm-hmm. you. I love you and Batman. Um, after that, the next day I traveled a long six hour drive to Fort Wayne, Indiana, and I only stopped twice for gasoline 
and then to get snacks and water to keep me awake because I was on the struggle bus. I was really tired. I had no one to talk to. Uh, I did catch up on a lot of podcasts. I did uh, a lot of Bible listening, you know, listening to uh, some devotionals and some uh, scripture, some Bible verses and chapters uh, through Uversion, that little known, that pretty popular uh, Bible app. Um, Mm -hmm. I used that, but I just, you know, while I was struggling to stay awake, I refused to stop and take a nap. So I just got me some peanuts and some crackers and water and just kind of spaced it out so that I could keep eating and keep going. Because uh, I do not like to stop. So in the six hours, I just stopped twice. And you can't always do that when you have kids with you. So I took advantage of being all by myself. Right. Um, and then I got into Indiana. And then yesterday on Sunday, spoke in a couple of church services, met with some leaders and just some great mission supporters that I have here in the old Hoosierville state. I don't think that's what it's called, of Indiana. And uh, that brings me to now, where I am at church, hanging out with Jesus. Oh, hold I'm on a second. still staring at you. Yeah. Hold on, guys. My my heart's, heart's fluttering a little bit. Hold on. For those that can't see, I'm checking my pulse. Speaking of checking pulses... That brings us to our topic of the show. <laughs> That's right, folks. I was like, wait a Today's second. Topic. Just, I thought you were serious. I was like, <laughs> no, I wasn't oh, serious. No. I was oh, like, no. I smell it. Smell the transition. It's Smell coming. transition. That's right, folks. Our topic of the show, time for a 2019 pulse check or mid-year review where we chat about our front runners for the best of the best in 2019 so far. We have so many things to choose from. I say we jump right in it. Uh, whether we're talking about games, uh, films, TV shows, highs and lows of the year, uh, where do you guys want to start? I'll let you choose. Patrick, Go. Let's start with games. Yes. I'm down for that. I love that choice. Now, do you want to give so, your early front runner for game of the year, or do you want to hear Ronnie's first? Uh, we only doing one? No. we. I'm sure you, Ronnie has like no, six. No, we're going to – so, yeah, I do need to let's, – let's go back. Since we're not finalizing our of the years, our ODs, yeah. as I like to call them, Okay. Uh, we can we can just talk about a variety of games. So all right, there's no like here's my number one. No, just talk about. Okay, it. yeah, I don't have my number one yet. I'm just like, hey, uh, these are some these are some nominations. No, no. Ooh, can I guess? I have a list. guess of what one of your contenders are. are you ready? Go Conan, ahead, go. Conan Exiles. That is one of my failures. <laughs> Am I close? That, oh uh, no, <laughs> that's one of my lowest on moments. Another list. The lowest <laughs> moments of the year. Yeah, <laughs> playing Conan Exiles. Cheap. Platinum. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Sorry to spoil that for everyone. The the That's toadies. Funny. I totally forgot about that game. I would have forgotten about that game, but now you're going to keep bringing it up. That's right. All right. Patrick, <laughs> give, us a, the give us a game of the year. Um, okay. I mean, Apex Legends. That's yeah. one of them. Yep. <laughs> I'm so surprised right now. I can't believe it. <laughs> you took mine. Yeah. It's, a, it's a nomination. It's not, not necessarily the game of the year for me. Oh, no. Uh, but yeah, that's one of them. It's a front runner. Yeah. All yeah. Right. Um, do you want me to go through my, my list that I have, the nominations I have? Sure. I mean, you guys, Okay. is there anything you want to, I mean, I know Apex is all you guys talk about, 
But yeah. is there any certain uh, aspect of Apex that's put it at the top? Um, I mean, uh, I, I love the battle royale genre. I just love the like getting into a game and then just like you're playing against, you know, like 20 other teams, uh, groups of three, just to become the best there is uh, in that for that uh, for that game, um, and just become a champion. I mean, it's only like it's a 20 minute game. I mean, like you could you could be in there for one minute, you could be in there for 20 minutes, um, and they're just hanging out with Mark and Sheldor and Eric and and Chris McCracken, hey, whoever's gonna hey. be playing with. Don't don't forget about me. That one time I played with you guys. Oh yes, exactly. <laughs> that was yeah, a every, everyone moment. just jumps in. You know that was so. a good hang that one time. Man, it was. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, Mark, Mark, did you want to say anything about Apex, or do you want to wait? Um, I can, I can. Obviously, one just of my chime picks. In. Yep. One of my picks is Apex as well. Um, I just feel like this this game came out of nowhere. Um. You know, all Literally, of a sudden, like yeah, yeah all yeah, of a sudden, like two weeks, yeah. they're like, "Oh yeah, by the way, respawn's dropping a battle royale game." Rumor has it, and I'm like, "Oh okay, oh and it's based in the Titanfall universe." Oh okay, even better. And you know, it turns out day one, the game just worked. Everything about it was fun. Yeah, uh, the ping system was revolutionary, in my opinion. Yeah, um, it definitely helps. You know, to where, um. I think we had this conversation. Actually, I had this conversation on um, Fortress of Nerditude, which I totally forgot to mention in my update that I was on Fortress of Nerditude. Spencer Stapleton week. judges you. Yes. He's like, wait a second. He forgot about, I'm about so sorry, me. Spencer. <laughs> but I remembered. Punk. Uh, <laughs> you punk. I'm sorry, punk. Um, but yeah. Um, Spencer and I talked about it. The just the the, the ping system, um, you know, it makes it so much easier to to play with random people because typically, you know, I'll have my headset on when I'm playing with my friends, um, just because you know they're my friends and it's easier to to coordinate and and have fun with each other, talking to each other. But with randoms, you don't know who you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know the type of personality they are and how nice or rude they can be and so that cuts all that out with the ping system um so i think it was actually um spencer's one of his like question of the weeks was like um for for apex you know the ping system or headset which do you prefer and so i had to quantify that like well if it's with friends then it's the headset um but if it's just with random people then the ping system Um, just because it's so effective it's so clean um, and it just worked. The game just worked from day one, and it was one of those games that, like, you know, I love the battle royale genre too. I've played several battle royale games with Patrick, um, and and other friends of ours. Um, and this is the first one that I actually felt like I'm contributing. Like, yes, I was part of the squad and and trying to help where I could, but like I was actually getting kills. And, you know, setting up plays and all this type of stuff. And I feel like this has been the most accessible Battle Royale game for me. And they've, they've certainly made it fun with, with the, the challenges and well as well. Now, it's not perfect. They got, they've got some glitches they need to fix. Um, but 
you know, I just absolutely love it. And the fact that it came out of nowhere and essentially was free to play um, with the exception of, you know, if you want to put some money into it in in terms of the battle pass, which with how incredible a game it was and is, um, you know, I had no problem throwing out some money for it. Um, So, yeah. Apex right now is is the front runner for me now. Granted, we haven't gotten into the fall. Um, yes, and I'm gonna I'm I'm concerned because right now I've been playing just solely Apex, uh, pretty much. And uh, once we get into the fall, you know, the September, October, November, December games, I'm concerned of how much uh, I'm gonna play Apex because other games may take its place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say I wouldn't knock you guys for that choice, even though I only played the one time with you guys and I very quickly deleted it off my <laughs> XMB, uh, <laughs> or whatever it's called with PS4. Um, I don't, I don't have a problem with it. It's really the problem is me. Uh, there's two things that, that are factors that go against Apex for me. It's one, I'm just not a natural, like shooter guy. Like I'm just not good at it against people. You know, I can figure it out and, you know, I love playing Borderlands and, uh, you know, I love playing the campaign for Call of Duty. But when it comes to playing against humans, they're just way better than I am. And so I I recognize that I do not have that natural ability. The second thing is, is I don't like the small teams because I'm very much well aware when it's my fault that a team, that my team failed. And, you know, the combination of those two things just kind of causes me to not really want to get into it because it's very like a you know i think it's a really good shooter and just everything about it is fair and everything i prefer more like overwatch uh where there's you know some other factors that can play into it other than being good at headshotting people and yeah and all that so get that you can just heal people and i like having the you know the the multiple roles and the things that you can do with overwatch but uh for me my Pretty much, I had looked at my list of games that I played, like I said, in, in weeks past. I've only p- beaten and finished about 20 games um, and then played like some classic games with family and friends from the classic Nintendo. Um, and for me, the only one that I think is like a front runner right now is What Remains of Edith Finch. Um, and really? I, and I know okay. that's not a game this year. No, but it's your. It's for you. Did you, it's did for you me. play it this year? I, yeah, I played it and beat it, and I really just loved the story. And I really like, you know, whether you want to call it a walking simulator or an experience. Uh, I really just love games that draw me in, and I felt like I was a part of that family as I experienced uh, death upon death and <laughs> the way that you, you know, get to play through the, you know, and it wasn't like a. It is a morbid game, but. It was very. It was done very artfully and tastefully. It wasn't just yeah, a sure. game about death, and you know, without getting into all the details and spoiling anything. It was just. It was a really good game, and I really enjoyed the experience of it. Good. Now, yeah. Ronnie, he had this to say for his favorite game. He started by saying, eh. and then he goes into uh, Red Dead Redemption Two and GTA Five. Those oh, are I his thought he was... games. Oh, he didn't say Rocket League. Nope, he didn't say Rocket League. Wow. He said, not been huge on any games. Now, I would have thought that he would have said Mario because it feels like in his gaming updates, the times he got most excited was when he talked about New Super Mario Wii or whatever he was playing with his friends, you know, how he beat it. Yeah, I remember, yeah, right, that and uh, Cutman. 
Yeah, Cup Man. <laughs> cup Man. <laughs> that old Cup Man. One of his favorites. No, he, he hated that game. Yeah. <laughs> that made him angry. The bottom of the list. So, uh, now, you made a really good segue, Patrick, but because Ronnie and I didn't share ours, I didn't go through it earlier. But earlier you said that you're not sure if Apex is going to last you in September, October, November, December because right. there are some games coming up. So are there any contenders for the rest of the year that you see taking over Apex that you're going to um, play? Well, there's that the, the Star Wars, uh, the That's Jedi right. Fallen Order. That's coming yes. out in November. Mm-hmm. Um, Death Stranding is coming out, uh, I believe, in November as well. Um, uh, shoot, what other games are coming out? I know there's a couple others that another another one that I'm really looking forward to, but I can't really think of it right now. Um, in in like a oh a, a week and a half, Madden 2020 is coming out, and that's gonna take away from Apex for sure. Yeah, um, got to get that plat, man. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know I I can't think of any right now, but there's gonna there there are there are a few, um. Uh, but Jedi Fallen Order, Fallen Order is the one is the one that I can think of right now. It's a single player game, so if I'm going for the platinum or not, it, it may I may play it a little bit longer. Or you know, like since I've gotten those 19 platinums and I've been playing games on the PlayStation and not going for trophies, it's so much more freeing. Yeah, like I'm not. It can be. I'm not going after certain trophies and ruining the the experience of the game for right. me. So, uh, but yeah. Mark, what That's kind one. of contenders do you think are coming out on the horizon? Definitely Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Uh, Borderlands 3 comes out in September. Uh-huh. Um, Still got to work on Patrick. Convert him to Borderlands. He's, he's Yeah, I think I don't think he's going to... No, I think he's out on Borderlands. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I'm going to go back to that. Was, as I tried uh, it. I tried both, and it just wasn't, wasn't for me. No. Granted, we didn't get that far in Borderlands 2, but... Because there's a lot more interesting stuff. Yeah, it just felt like it was the same stuff. Yeah, I mean, if it's a looter shooter. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited for Borderlands 3 uh, to come. And um, also, Call of Duty Modern Warfare uh, will be coming out uh, in is the fall Is that the reboot? Well. It is the reboot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they've talked about the campaign about it. Apparently, it's going to make you rethink your morals and stuff like that because they're going to get into all the crazy stuff that has to do with, you know, all types of war. And oh, stuff. yeah, I've heard that, that it's going to it's I think I heard that they uh, someone said that it was going to make the no more Russian uh, mission look like a cakewalk or not controversial whatsoever or something like that. Yeah. Did you guys ever play that in Modern Warfare 2? Was it? No, I did not. I heard about it uh, and and what's in it. I did play um, it, actually. Yeah, and it's. I mean, it's understandable why it's controversial, but the fact that you know, in full disclosure, the mission is pretty much you like as a as an you're like an undercover guy f- working against the Russians, and they walk into a pretty much they walk into an airport and just shoot up everybody in the like civilians and everything. So it's a very controversial level. But the fact that they said it was going to make that look like no big deal. It's like, geez, what are they doing in this reboot of Modern Warfare? Yeah, I'll be I'll be interested to see how they how they do that um, and how controversial it'll be. But you know, I'm I I enjoy the Call of Duty games, um, 
So I've pretty much bought them since I want to say Infinite Warfare, um, mm-hmm. which I know wasn't that long ago, but um, you know I've been really getting into those games, and so I'm excited to see what they do with Call of Duty. So yeah, there's going to be several games coming out. Um, Death Stranding, I don't know if I've landed on whether I like that or not, whether I want to yeah. play that. It is very much a Kojima game. Yes. Um, it's very Japanese, Patrick. Yeah. Yeah, but I like the Metal Gear Solid games. You like that kind of Japanese? Yeah. That's yeah. true. It's definitely See, different I didn't than like, Final Fantasy. I didn't like the Metal Gear games, um, so I don't know, but apparently this is different from the Metal Gear games. Yeah. Um, so hmm. we'll see. Well, for me, uh, when I look at the contenders for the rest of the year, as you guys know, my New Year's resolution is to not buy any games. So it makes it hard to look at the games coming up because I'm very there's a very slim uh, to no chance that I'm going to get any of those games. Uh, funnily enough, I forgot to mention that on the same day that my family uh, flew back to Brazil, I drove by a GameStop and was like, you know what? I'm going to stop by here and just see what's going on. And they had a they have a three for fifteen dollars sale where you can pick three games that are nine that are pretty much ten dollars or below. Uh, and I had three games in my hand, and I almost it was like the first time that I really felt the temptation of breaking my New Year's resolution. I think I had uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, which I know is not like a crazy good game, but I love the Mass Effect series, and I have one, two, and three, and I'd love to play the fourth one. Uh, but I had that. I had Shadow of War. And I had Battlefront 2 in my hands. And I was like, just all I had to do was turn around and go to the cash register. And I just thought, I'm not going to be home for another two months. What if one of these games shows up on PS Plus as yeah. a free game? You know, mm-hmm. Shadow of War might. Yeah. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait. And so I denied temptation. I can't say that in September when I'm about to return to Brazil that I'll be able to fight it again. But we'll see. But with that in mind, uh, for me, I think of what's downloaded on my system that I'm looking forward to play. One of them is Detroit to Become Human. I think yes. that very much can take over uh, what remains of Edith Finch. And then The Witness possibly could. Uh, it's very much a puzzle-heavy game, but it's the little bit I played, it was very, uh, it was very in, intriguing and uh, a nice little brain twist in a good way kind of thing. So, All right, oh. so those are our... Early contender and late contender game thoughts. How about film? We will jump into the movies. Now, I thought it would be cool, maybe based on our experiences this year, this might not work, but I thought we could do our grown-up film of the year early contenders and our kids' films or animated films of the year early contenders. Would that work for you guys, or do you not have much, or do you just want to lump it all into one? Uh, it would probably be better to lump it all into okay. one just because... <laughs> Fair enough. Well, we're just going to mention <laughs> movies anyway, so it's all right. Yeah. That's all. So, films of the year. Who are you, What are your early contenders? For me, Avengers Endgame. Duh. That's like got to be all of ours, right? Yeah. There is there is no other. There is no other. <laughs> point. Well, funnily enough, ironically enough. Funnily. And fitting... Funnily? Funnily. Not a word. Are we going, are we going to the zoo? Funnily enough, we are going to the zoo. That sounds right. Yep, it passes. Uh, Ronnie said, "Endgame by a lot. Love the action and storyline. Yeah, yeah, it's so obvious. Avengers Endgame for the win." Uh, and so 
I, I think the only other ones I mentioned that, you know, partly because I've seen them most recently, the other three movies that I thought of are the ones I've seen in the last few weeks. Uh, Far From Home, Spider-Man. I really liked it. Uh, I actually, and maybe this will come up later in a, a possible spoiler cast, but I liked it more than Homecoming. Um, mm. And so yeah. I, I would definitely count it um, without going into details. I really liked it. Toy Story 4, uh, it wasn't just the movie itself that I thought would be a cash grab. Um, it was a really good story, and my kids loved it, and just watching it with my kids was uh, just a great experience. And then most recently, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, it's, it's a good one. It's a that good one, a really and I know that's one. that's last year, right? It is. Yeah. Uh, technically, I, saw it, I saw it this year. Yeah, and you saw it this year, so, too. It was yeah. technically last year, but yeah, we watched it this right. year, and it's so good. But it's still, looking at those, Endgame is just like the no-brainer. Yeah, I loved I loved Far From Home. Um, I thought it was a great movie, but I just think Endgame is just in a league of its own. It really is. Yep. So now, do you, what do you guys think in looking ahead at the movies coming up? We have uh, the the final uh, the final Star Wars movie of the Skywalker saga coming. Ooh, that could, that 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 could that could be pretty cut pretty close with Endgame. Yeah, I mean, that's. The end, we did the end of it, the Infinity Saga, and this is the end of the yeah, Skywalker Saga. It's crazy. So we it will de- see. It depends on how J.J. Abrams lands the Millennium Falcon, if you will. If you will. If he <laughs> lands it or crashes it. Yeah. Crash and burn. So we'll see how it goes. But Oh, speaking I, of which, when's that uh, Top Gun movie coming out? Oh, is that this year? year? 2020. Oh, oh dang it. it. Okay. It's 2020. Yeah, speaking of that, was that not like amazing like that got me it looks hyped. like it looks like the same movie 20 years later based on the trailer yeah yep <laughs> but which which is, i'm totally fine with totally i was gonna say which that. is what you want it to be yeah i love <laughs> right. the fact that he <laughs> yeah. like based on the premise of the movie that he's refused to get out of the cockpit and become like a administrative or a sergeant or whatever like he's still yeah. flying he's still he's like yeah. 70 years old and he's like nope i'm staying in the cockpit of the jet I'm not going, punk. punk. <laughs> it's like, man. But yeah, that that looks like that'll be cool. But I can't think of anything other than uh, the Skywalk, uh, Rise of Skywalker, as it were, that could topple Endgame. Can you yeah. just think of any? Do you know of anything else coming out? That's the only. That's the only one I'm really looking forward to. Did y'all see? I don't know if it comes out this year or not. Um, did y'all see the trailer today for um, the uh, the movie about Mister Rogers? Oh, I did with Tom Hanks. That, yes, that's not out yet. No, no, they did one. Oh, they, they did, did one. A, uh, they did a documentary. Uh, yes, Jenks yeah. documentary. Yeah, that's right. So yeah, I don't know if that comes out this year or next year, but th- if if we were to consider grown up movies, and if it came out this year, that that one looks really good um yeah i bet yeah i bet you that that will be good for sure but that would be weird to compare that to endgame (laughs) it's like thanos versus mr (laughs) rogers the best movie of the year (laughs) mr rogers neighborhood second best endgame (laughs) it's like what (laughs) i'm taking you down thanos neighbor Yeah, and that's a beautiful the 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 name of the movie, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I mean, that's just perfect. Yeah, it's it, so perfect. It really is. 
to finish out, I think wrap up our entertainment section, uh, Travis Popsicle wanted to know uh, what are, well, first, before I get in what he wanted to actually know about, let's talk about our TV shows of the year. Before Travis, before you go ahead, let's go ahead. Travis, before (laughs) you go ahead, we're going to go ahead, okay? (laughs) Perfect. Thank you for saving that because I totally was like tripping (laughs) over my tongue. I'm like... So, what do you guys got for TV shows? Stranger Things. Front Contenders? Season 3. Season 3. I'm going to stop. I want to say that. I want to say Stranger Things Season 3. But I am still a bad fan. I have not watched all of the season yet. I've only we've only seen the first episode. Okay. Uh, like the very first episode else. of the first season or the first episode of season three? The first episode of season three. Oh, okay. Yeah, we've watched we've I'm even watched worse. the first two seasons. I watched right, the pause f- this podcast. We'll wait. Yeah, go we'll ahead. Get on go this ahead. right now. <laughs> oh, you you really want to pause the episode or pause the podcast. I need to I've only watched the first two episodes of the first season. Hmm. You need to get I've on. I've watched that. the first two episodes of Modern Family. All right, let's pause the podcast and I'll just get to watching. <laughs> Last one back has to has to edit has to edit. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's not a good idea. Oops. Actually, I think you would be last, Patrick. So you probably go, you go ahead and edit. It's like thirty-five thousand episodes of Modern Family. Yes, but I will say that having not seen the whole season yet, I'm sure. That it will be one of my contenders, yeah. absolutely, because um, they do such a great job with that show. Um, another show that I think it came out either this year or last year—I can't remember—but um, we watched it this year. Is the Umbrella Academy? Mm. Um, okay. It's all—it's always interesting to see different takes on the superhero genre and the different places where they can take it. And this is kind of a you know a very sort of twisted, dark kind of version of you know, the superhero life, um, and, and, you know, just is a very interesting story. The characters are all funny and interesting. Um, and in many ways they have their own issues that they're dealing with their own struggles. Um, so yeah, and it was just, it was just a great show. Um, and my wife and I absolutely loved it. So it's definitely a contender for sure for, uh, for TV show of the year. Yeah. I need to watch that one. I need to check that out. From what you've been saying, it sounds like uh, straight up my alley. I um I told um my wife's uncle about it when we were on uh, vacation at the beach, and he's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, I'll watch it." He straight up binged the whole season during the vacation. <laughs> like he totally avoided yeah. you guys and just watched the show. No, it was like during <laughs> the day he would he would go in because remember we had that that nice theater room. Oh right. Yeah. Uh, and he would go in there and just and just watch. He's like, man, I love this show. Huh. Don't interrupt me, punks, <laughs> punks, punks. Uh, for me, as as you can imagine, being in Brazil, not getting, you know, we don't we don't always get the best like the best lineup for TV. Like we don't have NBC, CBS. You know, we have all. We have some Brazilian channels. It's kind of hard pretty much to watch shows when other people are watching them. Now, when they're on Netflix, we can. But then the other wild card in my life is Mindy. And so uh, she doesn't like Stranger Things because she thinks it's creepy. 
And then we were going to think about watching Umbrella Academy, but then we found out that it's pretty violent and gets kind of oh yeah uh, colorful in language. They speak lots of French. Enjante, yeah, there are some pretty suggestive things in it. So, yeah. yeah. So that got knocked out. So the show we started this year that I think is the front contender for us and for me is uh, Blind Spot. I don't know if you guys have watched that. You've probably seen the the cover art on Netflix where it's a lady covered in tattoos. I think it's a yeah. show that came out last year. Um, yeah, it's pretty much a, a it's like a it's like a CSI kind of show where cops are trying to figure out clues, and it's based on these tattoos that are all over this woman's body, but she has no memory of who she is. And just throughout the series, it's like you don't know who's good, who's bad, who's like a double agent. And it's one of those shows where you get to the end of like every few episodes and they reveal some truth and you're like, oh, man, I got to watch another one to figure out, you know, what that means or the significance of it. And uh, so it's been a real just a real fun show to watch. I always like watching shows with Mindy that like has us guessing and we have conversations about it and, you know, kind of like Lost or Heroes or some of those classics from the past. So. That's You're, even though even if you had questions on Lost, you'd never get the answers. I know all the answers on Lost, and I can <laughs> talk to you about it sometime and explain everything. Nope, don't waste your time. I don't care. <laughs> uh, so now that we've gone ahead, Pat, Travis Popsicle is going to go ahead. Uh, he wants to know what's a show that you would like to see a reboot of. Well, Travis, we will tell you. Will we? Power Rangers. You got it. You got it. <laughs> yeah, man. I knew it. I, I want to see the mighty Morphin Power Rangers rebooted. For real this time. Apparently, they're doing that in movie form again. Wait, they're not <laughs> Wait, continuing what? off of the one that just came out? Not just came out, but... They are rebooting it again. Oh, jeez. Come on. Um, I thought that Hasbro. one was pretty decent. I haven't watched it yet, but... Yeah, I thought it was good. I hope, I hope they do something to where, like, the Power Rangers, they're already the Power Rangers. We don't need to see an origin story. Everyone knows... They're teenagers. Or how about this? With attitude. With attitude. Nobody cares. <laughs> nobody cares how they became the Power Rangers. It's, yeah. it's like they have That's these crazy no one, suits. Nobody cares nobody how cares. they do that. Just be the Just Power Rangers. Just put them in the Power Rangers suit. Let them fight for 90 minutes. And then have a Zord battle. And then call it a day. That's what yeah. everyone wants. Fight these putties. <laughs> Kill them. These turkey putties. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I want to see... I want to see a reboot of that. You know, like throw it on Netflix. Do a Netflix okay. ten episode arc of a Green Ranger or a White Ranger or a Gold Ranger or something like that. Okay, do something like that. Mark, yeah, you have a show in absolutely. mind? Absolutely. Oh gosh. Um, okay. No, if you don't, I don't. keep Lucas, thinking about go it. Ahead. I got one. Uh, yep. Did you guys ever watch a little show called Quantum Leap? Yes. Oh, with Scott Bakula. Yes. I yep. would love to see a reboot of that. So for those who haven't, for, for those of you listening that are probably less than 30 years of age, I can't imagine someone in their 20s knowing what Quantum Leap is. But uh, it's about a guy in the future who travels back into the past, but he doesn't physically travel in the past. He travels into the past and uses the bodies of other people. And sometimes it's men, sometimes it's women. And he tries to either make sure that history happens the way it's supposed to, uh, I think is how it works, or he tries to make it better. So like if someone gets murdered in the past, he has the opportunity to save that person's life. So it's about him trying to figure out uh, with his friend, 
uh do you guys remember his friend's name iggy iggy i think is the ziggy ziggy is the computer yeah yeah and then the i can't remember the his friend's name that's like sam no sam is scott bacula's name mm-hmm. uh anyways he has another friend that is invisible who's like a hologram projection that only he can see that gives him information and helps him but i would love to see that as a reboot that would be i, I like that show a lot so you know all they all all they need would need would need to do is just show like like uh Scott Bakula or someone who looks like him or something like that and just have him saying oh boy yeah <laughs> that would be all we would need it and would, I would just be like the whole entire yeah. you know audience or whoever's watching it would just erupt immediately cuz that's so fan service 10 15 million viewers just from that yeah yeah just from oh boy oh boy that's hilarious Mark, did you think? Gosh, I can't. I can't think of anything. Oh, fired. Yep. You are the weakest link. (laughs) You're goodbye. (laughs) How about reboot that? The weakest link? No, the 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 Apprentice. Yeah, the Apprentice White House edition. (laughs) Do it in the White House. Isn't that like real real life life? right now? All you need to do is just (laughs) turn on CNN. (laughs) Never mind. You're right. That is real life. How about the weakest link? That's a good one. Absolutely. Um, have you, you know, what am I saying? Of course you haven't seen Doctor Who. Um, <laughs> well, Patrick, you have, but not the older seasons. Yeah. Um, so there's actually an episode where they had, um, the weakest link, like the, oh, really? the lady who hosted the show That's hilarious. and it was like, because they were on like this spaceship that was like one giant game show, but the stakes were like much higher. Like if you lost the game, you literally died. Um, they oh. would like laser you. It's heavy. Why would you to... uh, want to be a part of this? They forced you. Oh, yeah. Why would you be a part of this? Or how, why? What like is it? You're in like a, like some sort of prison, and they say, "All right, you either win or you die." Yeah, yeah it's one of those like totalitarian. Well, I can't talk totalitarian government, like Hunger Games, just like Lucas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Just like oh, just you like can't talk, just like just like you. Oh, it wasn't, okay. uh, not I was the like, what? Part. I'm not playing this game. I don't want to die. <laughs> oh god! So like but, you, you would like the old Doctor Who episodes to be done again, just with modern looks and feels. No, that's the that particular episode is still that was. A pretty relatively new. Oh right, you're connecting to Weakest Link. Never mind. You're yep. Right. yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Yep. Okay. So I can't think of one. Fair. So we'll have to. Fair enough. We'll continue uh, on. I'll probably like randomly come out with an outburst of. What about one. something like Masked Writer? What? Ooh. Do you remember that show? What? A... Yeah, I remember that. I show. I don't remember that show. <laughs> what about Ghost Writer? Oh, the kid show That's a good one where they would. I don't even remember what back happened on PBS. Yeah, I used I was addicted to that show back in elementary school or whenever I watched it. That was it. really cool. That was a cool show. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? All right. Wait, did they re, they remade that? Well, they made to like a yeah, no, 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 no. Show on Netflix? the game show. They need to remake the game, the game show. show. Oh, the game the show. The game show is where the magic was. Yes. Yes, I was never good at that. No. <laughs> I'm right, never. I'm not shoot. good at geography. I would. I would have probably also taken Fifty West. He's like capital of Illinois, and Patrick's like Pete, Frankfurt, Pete, Chicago. 
What? Is, no, that's a trick question. It's Illinois. It's Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> Illinois, Illinois. Oh, yeah. You, you got me there. Uh, so moving on from entertainment, uh, getting a little personal, we're going to talk about our high and low moments of the year so far. So our early contenders for our highest moments, the highest of the high, and the lowest of the low. So to give you time to think, did you guys want to hear Ronnie's highs and lows? Sure. Do it. Let's do it. So Ronnie had this to say. For his high moment, it was his second date with Elizabeth. He said, I can explain why it was the second date if you guys remember to ask next week. Why would we have to ask? We will remember. It's the second date because he had a first date. That's how but, um, numbers work. That's how numbers work. We don't need to ask Ronnie. We know how to count. <laughs> uh, low moment, he said, was watching Superman. I watched it for real. It sucked. Let's move past it. Not taking further questions. You are a liar. That's, that No, that sounds like the truth. Does that sound like the truth to you? That sounds so real. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, just, just him writing it. To us, the day uh-huh. that he's not on the podcast yeah. saying he watched it, let's move on, sounds real. That sounds real to you? 100% authentic. <laughs> Mark, what do you think? Well, if by the truth you mean complete falsehood, then yeah, that's it. That's the new definition of truth. I guess so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, guys, highs and lows, your highest moments of the year so far and lowest. What do you got? Um for me, the I have I have a couple. The first one was Disney and taking the kids down there. Oh yeah, that was that was awesome. But the but a very very close second. You're gonna take mine, aren't you? Was when uh it was just one moment. It was when Lucas, you had come to my house huh? and you were in the driveway, and I ran and jumped into your arms, <laughs> <laughs> and you almost broke my back. <laughs> And that was a high moment. You were carrying 100% of my body weight. <laughs> yes. Wow. That was a magical moment. I almost forgot about that. Now my back hurts. <laughs> mm. Goodness. What about you guys? High moments. Um, high moments. Certainly, um, The well, the, the kind of neck and neck things are... Um, Obviously, it's a highlight of every year when we go to uh, the Outer Banks and go to the beach. Um, it's always a nice, relaxing time, and it's a great time just being around family uh, that we don't get to see very often um, and just doing stuff together um, and just really not having much of an agenda. So that's always a high moment for us. And then, of course, a very close neck-and-neck neck kind of thing is... Coming to Cincinnati and spending time with my fellow Good Morning guys mm-hmm. and our yep. community as well. Just the fact that we were all in the same room together and we were doing a live show on on Twitch. No matter how well or not well it went, <laughs> for, um, you know, for a good forty five minutes, it was awesome. Yeah, it was only the um, last ten minutes. Those that listening was a to the podcast and not watching live. <laughs> Yeah, you and, didn't have to worry about none that. None the wiser. Yeah. Yep. Um, but still, it was just an awesome experience. Like the fact that, um, you know, listening to like the Married to the Games podcast, which everybody who listens to our show knows that they are a huge inspiration, uh, you know, behind what we do. Yep. 
Um, you know, they're, they're kind of the catalyst in many ways. Um, and, and so, you know, seeing what they've done and the fact that they've done several live shows, uh, you know, I never would have pictured myself doing anything like that. And sitting in that spot, knowing that not only were we doing a live version of a podcast that I never pictured me doing, um, but people were actually watching us. People were there to, you know, connect with us. Um, is just an incredible thing that I never would have pictured actually happening. And and so that was a huge, huge highlight to see. And so, you know, shout outs to you guys and shout outs to our community um, for, you know, sticking with us and liking what we do. So, yeah. Definitely uh, a high moment. I am right there with you guys and my top moments. I had two top moments and they coincide uh, both with the Good Morning Guys and my children. Um, uh, I have to say the highlight, but well, I'm going to start first with the number two highlight uh, was when I took my kids when we went as a family to the Columbus Zoo. Um, you know, for me, I, they've been to zoos before and you know, it's like we have zoos in Brazil, but for whatever reason, this day, like, you know, like I talked about the other week, we literally were there from almost to sun up to sundown. It was a long day, but it was a day just of endless, like my kids are getting old enough now to where they're, they're like all in on stuff and they're so excited about the smallest things. And when we just went to that zoo and they saw animals they hadn't seen alive, like in person before, uh, just seeing their faces and experiencing with them, it was magical. And then that leads then to the number one, which was taking them to their first theme park at Kings Island. Um, but then along with that, being with you guys uh, that that whole day at Kings Island. Of course, you know what, like you talked about, Mark, that live show, hanging out with you guys, that was amazing. And I feel like all of that stuff together makes it number one. But, but that day, hanging out with you guys, um, riding rides, and just hanging out and talking about dumb stuff, talking about life, uh, meeting Gabe uh, from Married to the Games, um, and, you know, just just like all my, you know, not all my worlds, but, you know, my family and my podcasting family colliding, like, and everybody getting to meet each other, and uh, it was just, it was awesome. So it was, without a doubt, the highlight, the high moment of the year, so... How about the low moment for you guys? Not to end on a negative note. What are you laughing about, Patrick? Well, we are. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking uh, the first thing that popped into my head. Uh, what is it? It was <laughs> telling you guys my affinity for Lon John Silvers. <laughs> <laughs> Confessing how much you love Which it. Which then leads you into your high moment, getting followed. By Long John Silver. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was pretty <laughs> cool. Exactly right. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. Yeah, I guess for me, you know, obviously, you know, dealing with both parents being in the hospital uh, has kind of been a low moment, something I didn't right. expect coming so soon. Um, and just seeing all the all the the rough stuff that my dad's been been through. Um, you know, where there, there were some pretty scary moments and, um, 
it's just never something you look forward to to dealing with um and having to face um is is trying to take care of your your parents when they're not doing well or or sick mm-hmm. um so it's definitely a rough spot but you know god's been good he's been carrying us through it all the time um and uh been seeing a lot of progress yeah um, for sure so and he's taking care of it so yeah i would say for me um most recently is my family leaving me um you know and me staying here it wasn't just them leaving me but it was dealing with you know just the fact that like the day before it dawned on my kids that they weren't going to see me for two months and then the last night that we were together we prayed and we sang together um, and my daughter just crawled on my lap and cried. Like it was heartbreaking. Aww. And she just cried and cried. She said, I want you to stay with me. I don't want you to stay here. I want you to go with us or we, I want to stay with you. I think that's what she said. I want to stay here with you. And, uh, my daughter is just, she only lived the first two years of her life in the U S but she has such an affinity for the U S she is like West Virginia mountaineer through and through. Uh, the first week, the first day that she was in West Virginia, she went to the the department store, and my mom she my mom let her pick out a hat. She picked out a camouflage hat, uh, <laughs> and then she bought some sunglasses. And then a couple of days later, she was at my friend Tom's my friend Tom's house, and got on the their little toy John Deere tractor. I took a picture. It's absolutely hilarious. She looks like a, just a backcountry girl, uh, just <laughs> riding on a tractor with her camouflage hat and sunglasses. And uh, she just is so connected to the U.S. And, you know, that combined, you know, having to leave the U.S. and then leave me, um, it was it was really hard. And, you know, when, we, when I dropped them off the airport, they just kept looking back at me walking away and crying. And it was really sad. Um, but the other thing that I thought of that was a low moment has been multiple times, and it's, and it's kind of something that started right at the beginning of the year. And I shared with you guys that my son developed this fear of lightning. And it happened on New Year's Eve night. And it happened when I wasn't there to, to protect him, as it were, to help him. Uh, when neither Mindy or I were there. We couldn't comfort him. You know, his grandparents were there, um, Mindy's parents. And, but it's since that night when we weren't there and all those crazy fireworks went off, he has had such a death, death like just this fear, this terrible fear of lightning, of storms, of fireworks, and it just continues. Like it's not gotten any better, and uh, especially being in the U.S., it got worse. Um, and so uh, that's just that's that's been tough. Just because I don't relate to that, I've never been so afraid of something to the level that he hasn't expressed it. Like he is, he screams at the top of his lungs, like. Like I've, wow. I've never dealt with that kind of reaction to being afraid of something. Usually when I was little and afraid, I would just freeze up and close my eyes and either pray or just try to think about something else. But he screams at the top of his lungs. He is, he gets almost hysterical, um, when lightning's around and it didn't help that when we were, I think I told you guys, I don't remember, but when we were in Ohio at one point, lightning struck a tree in the backyard and it like shook the house. Oh, goodness. And oh, immediately gosh. he screamed his head off, and he had to sleep with us that night. Like, he slept next to our bed, and yeah. Mindy had to hold his hand the whole night long. And, of course, uh, 
every little sound he heard, he would wake up. And not only from the thunderstorm, but when I would snore, he would he would wake up. <laughs> he would wake up and be like, what's that sound? And Mindy would just be like, don't worry, James. It's just your dad snoring. And then I would just wake up randomly and be like, it's okay. It's okay, James. You'll be all right. So you'll be all right. And it was just... It's just been heartbreaking to see him go through that, but that's probably those those two things have been uh, lows for me. So, any other any other lows, Patrick? You're just going to stick with the the long John Silver's moment? Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, do you guys have any other ODs? Any other of the year contenders that you wanted to ask about, share about? Or the light. Shout outs. Any shout shout outs? outs to uh Orange Vanilla Coke. Oh yeah, drink, drink of, of the year. year. <laughs> orange vanilla coke. I could see that. That's a good winner. I would just say Coke Freestyle Machine. That's my drink of there the year. There you go. There you go. That's like my discovery of the year. Like I love mm-hmm. it. Mm. Mm. Kind of reminds me of that uh, pitmaster that I had at that local barbecue. Shout out to the pitmaster. For being the I want to be. I want another one of those. Yeah, right now, right here, right now. Let's pause the pause podcast. Pause the podcast. And go, get go, one. go do it. <laughs> you just you can cook it live. <laughs> We're cooking it live. But yeah, that's about it. Yeah, nothing left. All right, that's it. Well, there you go, folks. That is all for this OD morning for our pulse check of 2019. If you enjoyed the discussion and the hang with us. We would surely appreciate some love by you taking a few minutes to give us a positive but honest review and rating on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use that allows such written reviews and ratings. Ronnie still owes us something crazy for 20 reviews, and Patrick will be doing something in September for 30 reviews. We have 31 reviews right now. Hold on a second. What What up? Ronnie's not here. Ronnie's not here, and I'm going to choose his before... Ooh. He chooses himself yes. because I have to do mine, and mine's like I said, August 9th is when I'm doing it. So, and I know Ronnie's not going to do it. Okay, Ronnie puts off everything. All He's right. a procrastinator, yeah. little effort, high, vo- high, high. I know it's like, what is that? Uh, it is a high output, low, low uh, effort kind of thing. Yeah. That's that's Ronnie. that's Ronnie. So I'm gonna I'm gonna choose his crazy thing for him. All right, I like that. So he's not here this week, yep. which makes it even better. You can't say no. <laughs> so, uh, you know, like, it's I'm not going to make him watch Superman. You know, that's already on his, yeah. uh, already, his goals for this he year. He already, quote, unquote, no has to do that. Yeah. So, um, and I was, uh, what I'm going to make him do is I'm going to make him, <laughs> he's going to hate it. I'm going to make him host the show next week. He's That means he needs to do the prep. Yep. He needs to do the intros. Uh-huh. He needs to be the transition ninja. Yeah, he's gonna I like have, that. He's gonna have to drive the drive the conversation. And he has to he's do it. Do the questions. He can't just cop out yep. and be like, "Uh, improv Close show. It out. Let's just do I'm whatever." Not be, dumpster yeah, I'm not fire. Make him edit the podcast. Dumpster That'll fire. That'll just be like that'd be stupid. <laughs> dumpster fire. I can smell it now. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> you're gonna get there and be like, uh, "Man, I love the smell of napalm in the morning." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's what <it's> gonna be. <laughs> All right, oh, I like man. that. So that's what he. That's I'm choosing that for him. He's gonna have to host the show because uh, um, he's hosted one other time, and that was the Red Dead Redemption Two podcast with me. Uh-huh. Um, well, last year, 
or earlier this year. I can't remember, I can't remember when we did that. Uh, but this is this is a regular show, regular transitions, okay. regular stuff. Sounds good. So, all right, that's what he's gonna have well, to do. That's that's what's gonna happen. So that is the crazy thing he is gonna do, and then we're gonna find out later in August the crazy thing that Patrick's gonna do. Uh, but whether you are gonna do something super crazy or Ronnie's gonna do something crazy next week, uh, that's the kind of things that that's kind of power reviews and ratings hold. And not only that, they somehow help us to reach a new audience. So please throw us some love. We love you. You can just love us love us back. It's like a, a like a digital hug. So thank you so much for that. If you've already done it, thank you so much for your your review and rating. If you want to go the extra mile, grab your friend or family's cell phone or tablet. Uh, find us on the podcast service of your choice and subscribe. Leave a rating, a review for them also, as I did with my wife's iPad last week. So you have that. Uh, uh-huh. And also, remember, if you'd like to join in on future episodes or connect with us in our most lovely GMG community, uh, check out the show notes for our info. Click that link and find out uh, find our Discord server filled with a wide range of dad jokes and heartfelt conversations. If Twitter is more your thing or our handle or our handle is at the GMG podcast or if you want to practice your radio voice, you can even call us at 929-GMG-GUYS. Call in, leave a message, ask a question, and join us on the show because your voice needs to be heard. You know what else needs to be heard? Uh, Mark's music that he has for us. Ah, the transition ninja. So, Mark, <laughs> would you like to share some of your music with us that we're going to be Why, listening yes, to I this would. week? <laughs> All right. So, as always, uh, you can check out on Spotify and on uh, Apple Music the Good Morning Guys morning playlist. Uh, I keep up on the Spotify end of things. Bernabe. Uh, keeps up on the uh, Apple Music side, so thank you so much for that, Bernabe. Um, so the three songs I'm going to be adding this week um, are actually songs that came out in 2019. Um, so uh, the three songs I'm adding this week are Switchfoot's Voices, which is from their uh, uh, Native Tongue album. I have mm-hmm. to think about it. It's a good one. Um, uh, it's a band. It's an indie band called Oswald, um, which features the lead singer of Lifehouse. Um, uh, so their song "Dream Child," I'm going to add to the playlist, and uh, also a song. It's it's kind of a it, well, it is. It's a worship tune um, that actually just came out within the past couple of weeks. It's a song from Hillsong Worship. It's called "King of Kings." Mm-hmm. Um, so you should definitely check that out. Um, and, uh, hope you guys enjoy it and I hope it helps you get your good morning on. Fantastic. Well, folks, beyond that, talk at you again next week on podcast services around the globe as not only Ronnie will be hosting the show and taking care of us, but we will be celebrating Patrick's birthday and he will be gracing us with the most glorious topic of his choice. So happy early birthday, Patrick. We love you. We're going to talk all about Power Rangers. I'm going to make, okay, yes, make Ronnie talk about Power Rangers for two hours. Go, go, Power Rangers. <laughs> oh, man. No, I don't know what it is. Uh, it'll be a surprise. That'd be awesome. It'll be a nice surprise. Make him do that. A surprise birthday present from the birthday boy. All righty then. Pat, the spirit of Ronnie J. Mark, 
and also you, our friends and family that also happen to be our listeners. Go get your good morning this week, and may God bless and guide your lives as you live, as you work, as Ronnie still refuses to watch Patrick's DVD copy of Superman for 40 straight weeks, and as you game. One, two, three, four! Now, punk. Now go run home <laughs> to your mom and cry like a groundhog. Punk, Satoni Phil. I totally forgot to mention that today is my son's birthday. Today's your son's birthday? I saw birthday? he went to Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Patrick. Yeah, he went to Chuck E. Cheese today. Uh, You're the worst dad ever, you punk. Not mentioning your son's that's, birthday. That's, that's the worst thing you can say to a dad, punk. <laughs> You're actually not a bad dad. You're a great dad. Unlike well, that. At least he can take his son to Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Unlike in Brazil, where you have to pay an arm a leg. That's and right. All sorts of other stuff. I, punk. Brazil. I'm a, those punks. I'm a cheap punk. Don't want to pay $2,000 for cheapskate. That, punk. That's right. All you want to do is just give like five cents to your kid and say, hey, go get yourself some bazooka gun. It's going to run out. Why don't you go outside and enjoy the grass that people don't think we have, punk? That's right. Yeah, you're lucky you have grass, punk. Yeah, the two pieces of grass we have. Birthday. Chew on it, like a cow. Out of my face. Swallow it in your five stomachs, punk. Punk. (laughs) Jesus is still looking at you, punk. (laughs) Jesus is like. I died for your soul. You're lucky, punk. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Punk. <laughs> <laughs>